Hello and welcome to Eavesdropping at the Movies. I'm Mike. And I'm Jose. And we're going to talk about the Palm Door winner. Ah, that's right. I Shoplifters. Should. That's right. Kate Blanchett, who's the jury president, said, We were completely bowled over by shoplifters, how intermeshed the performances were with the directorial vision. Which, which to me, says just, uh, he's just she's just winging it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> or she's an actress, really. And not used to writing stuff. <laughs> but um, but Shoplifters is really good. It's fantastic. Despite the fact she can't really explain why. But I'm not sure I can explain why either, really. I liked it. I know I liked it, but I'm not sure how much I have to say about it. Okay, well, kind of, let's um... let's begin. I I love it. Um, And I was very moved by it, actually. And and part of the reason is is the narrative, is the way that it starts. So, you know, kind of, initially what you see is a middle-aged man and a young boy, and they're shoplifting from a supermarket. And as the story unfolds, you realize that basically what's involved is a, a family that's been created. So, so basically you have this young boy, these two women, one of whom works in a, a peep show, mm. right? Like kind of doing sexual things for men uh, um, behind the glass. A little bit like in that Vin Vendors film, Paris, Texas, I suppose. Um, and the, another woman is a laundress, yeah, who, uh, you know, has got a real working class job. Um, and they live with this old lady. And so you have this sense that it's a constructed family, really. That, you know, they've chosen to be with each other. And actually, the, 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 the elderly lady who everybody calls grandmother... She says it's kind of like part of her plan to not die alone, yeah, to kind of, you know, um, be surrounded by people when she dies or to be accompanied onto the next world. Uh, um, and then as the film progresses, things become more complex. So, you know, initially the boy and the man who wants to, to wants the boy to call him father, but the boy resists, they, they see this little girl who's kind of clearly been abandoned. She's at home she's alone yeah they find out that she's been alone for you know at least 24 hours um and they bring her home you know and they have this whole thing about you know we're not kidnapping you we were not holding you to ransom do you want to be here right like so actually i never really got a sense that the the young girl was in danger really no. you know you feel that it's kind of odd and you certainly have questions around the narrative you know, but uh, but you don't have the sense of danger. And actually, I very much welcomed it because in this kind of film, you always have, I don't know, maybe it's the modern world or something, but you always have this hanging cloud of of abuse or of sexual abuse that's, yeah, c- can erupt at some point. And actually, you never feel that way, or I never felt that way here. Yeah. No, nor did I. Um, you said you get the sense of this constructed family. Mm. And I think what you're saying there is, is because of the revelations that you learn by the end of the film, where you find out that um, both of the children um, are not theirs, and, and actually the older girl is not theirs as well, but she's related. Um, you know, whereas at the start, I don't think there's any. I don't. Perhaps, perhaps he did feel differently, but I didn't have any question at the start that this was a real family. Oh no, I did. Where they were, where they were actually related to each other. Yes. I I did really um, right from the beginning, right from the beginning, and I, also the sense that, and also the sense that they are they are choosing to live together. Whereas again, it seemed quite clear to me that these are people who 
don't have very much money. They're living off the grandmother's pension, and they are forced to live in in this in in, in tight living together in basically one room. Um, my feeling was that they were all outsiders of one form or another um, that, you know, had ended up kind of, you know, living together. Really? Um, yeah. And I think it, you, you're kind of told this quite early on, you know. So so first you're told, you're, you know, yeah, because um, the guys, the, the middle-aged man is clearly not somebody who likes to go to work, right? Mm. And you're instantly told that they're looking for angles to get away from working, right? So, mm. you know, he's got an accident, but is it an accident that he's going to get workers' compensation for or not? There's all those conversations going in. Um, there is talk about them living off the grandmother's pension. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the grandmother then begins talking to the young girl about how much money she makes jiggling her titties, you know. Uh, so, so for me, this thing about... You know, it made it this group being a motley group of scammers or outsiders or, mm. you know, I got that right away. I got that right. feeling right away. I never had that sense. I mean, I must say I never. Um, it, to me, they were a family of grifters, but they were a family nonetheless. OK, that, that's kind of the sense I had. And also, I mean, they are partially related. So the, the grandmother is the woman's mother, I think. And the the girl, Aki, who's playing in the in the sex show, um, is related as well. No. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't my sense. Oh, no, no, she's not. She, well, she, yeah, she's like this, that's right, it's the, the grandmother, husband went off with someone else, so she's the other sort of daughter. Uh -huh. That's right. But they are, they are connected. It's not, they're, they're not from, they weren't just completely thrown together, like with the kids, where they have picked up these kids from really the street. I thought, I thought that the middle-aged man and the woman he loves, he says, were obviously connected from a previous time, mm -hmm. right? And then you realize, actually, that, you know, part of what connects them is a crime later on. Yeah. You know, um, you know the young boy is completely unconnected. They just picked him up somewhere yeah. many years ago. They pick up the young girl somewhere many years ago, right? Um, I didn't realize that there was a connection between... You know the grandmother and uh, and I th I th I could be wrong. So, but I thought that um, the grandmother was the woman's mother. I thought they were mother and daughter. I I didn't get that sense though. Perhaps you're right. You know, but actually, much is made out of mm. you know family is always best when you choose it. Yeah, that's true. And so on. No, and actually, so that's forth. true as well because she he, uh, the grandmother does say to the to the woman at points that she chose her. So. So no, they weren't. They probably weren't related. Yeah. So, so fair enough. So my feeling is, you know, that throughout most of the film, you get the sense of a family brought together by choice, yeah. and actually all of them being outsiders or on the margins of society, and actually kind of helping each other survive and kind of and becoming a family and really helping each other out and, you know, like it's it's a it's a cozy humorous situation but outside the law but not in a big way like you know they're not stealing treasure and they're not killing people or mm. you know they're just they're stealing <laughs> shampoo from the supermarket and things like that right? yeah they're grifters with hearts of gold yes and and they do take care of each other and and um, and it is kind of heartfelt and there are these moments of genuine connection there are two moments of connection which i responded really emotionally to where one of them, one of them was 
um, the the mother in the family uh, assuring the little girl that they've quote unquote kidnapped or takes, mm. are taken care of um, that uh, true family doesn't doesn't hit her the family that they sort of rescue, rescued her from was abusing her yes um, and and she she says if if they tell you if they tell you that they hit you because they love you you're li- they're lying yeah. and if if you love someone then you do this and yes. she just hugs her yes. so tight. and it just lasts forever yeah it goes on and on and on I thought God this is amazingly beautiful yes really tender moment yes it was um, and the other one was in the in the sex show where the only way that um, uh, the girls who are performing in the sex show communicate with the guys they're performing with these these one on one shows. They do it behind two-way glass, so they can't see the person on the other side. But if the person on the other side holds up a board that they've written something on, that's the way. Of, that's the method of communication. So she doesn't. She doesn't see this guy. It's number four. You know, and he, he visits her a couple of times, and eventually, after one of the shows, she says, um, "Come to the chat room. We can see each other face to face. I want to see your face." Mm. And then I guess you think, kind of in the in the in the chat room, it would be even more sort of sexually kind of uh, open it and graphic or whatever but actually what they're doing in the chat room is he's lying on on her lap basically and she's talking and he's seems to be unable to speak yes um and he's uh he's got bruises and kind of cuts on his fist from having hurt himself mm. and so all of a sudden this like this world that has been i, I think somewhat threatening to that girl you know you feel like she's not quite right there and she's doing it because she has to make money somehow um becomes something intimate and meaningful and and hopeful yes and again really intimate and then and then they hug she yes. hugs him yes i think the film is great because it's full of moments like that mm. you know um it's full of moments that that come at an angle at you, but actually make a lot of sense, right? Mm. So, for example, this two-bit thief is, you know, teaches who you think is his son to steal and kind of, you know, brings him stealing and, yeah, and they have, like, this whole conversation. Eventually, like, at a certain point in, in, in the narrative, you're told, well, you know, basically, I told you, I taught you what I could or what I knew, yeah. right? And that you realize that that's kind of like a form of love, really, that... You know, kind yeah. of, uh, uh, he's he's given them everything he knows, right? Like, yeah. and that's what he knows. When he's talking to the police, yeah. Why did you teach him to st- shoplift? He says, "I don't have anything else to teach him." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's his way of surviving. So, so the film is full of like really tender moments that kind of grab you by surprise because actually they make you question all the little certainties of life. You know, the fact that biological women who bear children are the best mothers or the only way of being mothers. Mm. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the notion that only somebody with like a respectable job or whatever, you know, can hold a family. The fact is that like the story that you just said, you know, this Japan, the, 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 the world of this film, the Japan of this film is full of isolated people people who are alone and who are cut off from society and actually what's held up to be a model of what society is 
you know, a kind of a nuclear family with children going to school and so mm. on and so forth are shown to be like abusive <coughs> and corrupt and careless and, you know, mm. um, and the authorities who are meant to fix these things actually kind of end up breaking up what was a family. This is where everything gets thrown into kind of sharp relief. Um, so you do have this kind of um, quite uh, tender at points, quite amusing, kind of reasonably light um, sort of hour and a half uh, of, of this family um, getting along and kind of integrating and making their way and um, and living their life, basically. And it is reasonably free of plots. Like, but you, know, you have the, the central thing of... Um, picking up the girl and integrating her into the family, but apart from that, in terms of plot developments, it's not. It's not. It's not about that. Right? It's about character and situation. Mm. Um, but then, the authorities get wind of everything that's been going on here, and and it's this kind of classic sort of thing of they come in and just don't understand the situation at all because everything that's been going on by the letter of the law is illegal. Mm. You know, they've been kidnapping people. They committed this murder together, but it was a kind of crime, passion, self-defense, and so on and so forth, back in the past. Um, which they've already been acquitted. Th- which, yeah, th- they've already been to court for over that. But um, um, And obviously they've been shoplifting and, and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, the grandmother's been running this scam on her... Uh, the parents of this other girl living with them. Her, her husband's next family. family yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, they are, they are criminals. Um, but... But, but it's that thing of like if like the version of it that you would read about in the paper you'd go God, look at the, look at all these horrible people kidnapping children making them work for them like yeah. Oliver Twist but having seen an hour and a half of their lives yeah. and knowing how they live you're on the other side of it and you go no the authorities are all wrong here it doesn't necessarily mean like you know, they should be staying together like they there are problems with the situation but they are good people ultimately they're better together than apart well, what you really feel is you do feel the the love and the caring, mm. you know, and kind of, uh, I suppose, the goodwill of them all. Though, obviously, part of the reason why the film is so great is because it complicates everything. So, for example, you find out that the reason why the authorities catch them is actually because the youngest, the young boy who's, who's shoplifting with them allowed himself to be caught. I He mm. wanted out of that situation on some level. Yeah. Even though you also get the full measure of his affection for all of them, right? Like, mm. kind of... Um, likewise, you know, the young girl who they <coughs> ostensibly kidnapped was actually, they found her, you know, per, like alone, for, yeah. you know. Um, she's sent back to her abusive parents... And she's left locked out in the cement balcony, staring out at the world from the gaps in between as she's out in the cold, right? Like, mm. you know, so so I think what the film does so interestingly is in a very kind of charming manner that's kind of very touching, it kind of destabilizes all the certainties that you have about these things. It's just kind of imbalances them you know mm. i think the film in a way does no more than that but i think it's kind of it does it beautifully you know in a in a way that feels very heartfelt and it's quite funny and charming yeah and it's kind of quite simple and that's that's that simplicity is to its benefit it doesn't overburden sort of it doesn't overburden itself or overburden you with 
with questions because the questions that it asks are kind of quite profound. What is a family, and yes. and what is it to love someone, and how do you demonstrate that? And, well, that's right. And you know, though, and it just um, it lets you kind of live in in those questions. Yes, um, I love the I love the um, the postcoital scene between the 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 dad and the mum. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's something that I think Matt Zoller Sykes was talking about on Twitter recently about how um, films need to find a new way of showing couples post-coitally, basically. Because what you tend to get is um, they're sort of in bed with the covers up to their necks. So, like, they're naked underneath, but we can't show any of that. It's like, that's not how people live when they're comfortable with each other and they're naked. That's right. And what these people do, like, the film doesn't show anything, really. Yes. Um, the, the woman is lying on her front. She's completely naked, but yes. you're seeing her back. Um, the guy, again, you're seeing his back. He's sat there just cross-legged having a cigarette. And they're naked and just perfectly comfortable with each other. And, um, well, as you would be. And, and the film kind of cuts away at appropriate points so you don't see, like, he gets up and just before you would see his genitals, it cuts mm. away. So, you know, it, um, but it's not kind of titillating or or being cheeky about that, I don't think. It's being really, really honest. I don't think I've seen anything quite like it for a while. That honesty and just how people genuinely are comfortable together when they're naked and yes. intimate. Yes, yes. I, I love the film. And actually, one of the things that it, it made me think of you know, because just by circumstance, I mean, just in relation to what's playing around us, I mean, we do tend to see a lot of the Hollywood releases, right? And mm. kind of, you know, or the the very major kind of art house ones that kind of actually get to cinemas in Birmingham. And actually, it kind of made me, made me realize how much I miss seeing this kind of cinema, how we don't see enough of it, actually, you know, because... I mean, part of the wonder about seeing films like these is really to inhabit in a large screen, (laughs) be in the dark and surrounded, you know, by another world and another way of feeling and understanding. You know, so actually kind of watching foreign films is also about saying, oh, look what they eat in Japan or look at how the streets are or, you know, kind of what are not kind of shampoo or what's this jelly thing that they're all eating and find so delicious, right? Like there's... There, yeah, there is kind of just that aspect, right, of, you know, kind of being put into a, a world different than yours, but obviously in which kind of a lot of the things are very, are very similar, like this concern or these questions about, you know, what is it to be a mother or a father? You know, what is a family? What are one's responsibilities towards, it, you know, towards each member of the family? There's a, a, a very beautiful instance in which, in this film, in which, you know, as we said, the boy throws himself from a bridge wanting to be caught. Um, And the family, in quotation marks, goes to see him at the hospital. And then, but actually then they, they return home and they start to go on the lam because they know the police is coming after them. And the young boy afterwards says, you know, were you just going to leave me? Were you going to run away without me? And the father says, yes, you know, I'm sorry. And, you know, so it's exactly what the child thought, right? Mm. So, so, and yet you get kind of, you know, the sense of emotion and of love, but also the sense that really, you know, you're still alone somehow. Yeah, that kind of, Mm. uh, yeah, the kind of people value their self-preservation over, you know, you. Um, and I found all of that kind of complex. I mean, so it's very simply told, 
but actually the emotion or the situation the, the understanding that it gives off of those things is really quite complex i think mm. you know and i kind of um i was touched by it and and um and also kind of well not just touched i suppose it also makes you think about all of the issues that the film raises really yeah you know kind of i'm not sure i've I've resolved my thinking. I don't think I've begun my thinking on it, but um, you know, but but it certainly sparked it, and it also kind of made me sad that we have diminishing options about seeing this type of film. It's worth spelling out because I don't think we have actually that this is a Japanese film. Yes, um, we should say um, it's uh, it's set in Tokyo, um, and it is it's by um, written, directed, and edited by uh, Hirokazu Koreeda. Uh, who's not a director I'm uh, familiar with. I'll have to look up his films, but uh, because the name Koreda is very familiar to me, but I can't now tell you why. Uh, he uh, directed um, mm. Nobody Knows, Still Walking, After the Storm, and won the jury prize at Cannes in 2013 for Like Father, Like Son. Okay, not, not seen any of them ring a bell, actually, so... Um, but, uh, and it's the fourth highest grossing film in Japan this year. Yes, which is quite amazing. It's made... Um, in total, worldwide gross, perhaps fifty-five million dollars so That's far. That's right. Um, so, so I suppose you know the thing to underline here is that you know we sometimes think of like oh, arts and with subtitles, and you know it's kind of like some experimental thing, and actually, it's just it just has subtitles, right? Like <laughs> you know, in Japan, it's one of the most popular films of the year, <coughs> right? Like one of the I think one of the biggest box office successes of the year, and you can understand why, like. Mm. You know, it's not a difficult film to access. No, it's really quite accessible. I think what's happening in Britain and the States is that we're slowly, outside of the big centres like New York or London, you are, um, you know, you're just getting more and more, or actually not even more, sometimes just less, but of, of one thing only. Right, so you know we're getting easy access to all of the blockbusters, but we're not. We're finding difficulty in getting to see anything else, really, and I think it's a shame because there is kind of like an international cinephile culture that really looks forward to you know kind of the films that hit the festival circuit, mm -hmm. the prize winners at Cannes and Venice, and you know and kind of uh, uh, Havana and you know. Uh, uh, um, you know, Mar de la Plata, and there's the, you know, there is the films that young filmmakers or people who are really passionate about cinema love. There's their shared group of films, you know, yeah. and actually, they're, they're a shared group of films that they all have in common. That actually, I think even critics now no longer do, they just don't get here. And actually, if you don't follow a certain kind of press, you're not even aware that they exist, hmm. right. Um, and I just think it's a it's a great shame. It's a loss, and people really should make more of an effort. Um, some of these things will show up on Mubi, but actually, you know, kind of Mubi only does thirty films a day, and a lot of them are old ones, you know. Mm -hmm. And you know, some of them aren't even features, so there's only so much they can show, right? So, so I just think, well, my personal goal is to actually make more of an effort to seek these films out and to kind of get people to go see them. You know, I think kind of what people don't realize is that, you know, a film like this one, you know, this is probably like one or two or three 
or maybe the only one Japanese film that actually is going to, you know, circulate through England in any, you know, mm. in any way. And actually, the reason why it's circulating is because it's really like the best that country has to offer this year, yeah. right? Or, you know... Well, Palm Door winner. And Palm Door yeah. winner. You know, so, so, so it just... It feels so imbalanced that, you know, kind of, you get the best that, like, you know, you get a few films that are really the best that, uh, or what some people think are the best, you know, the rest of the world has to offer, and people are not making a great effort to see them. You're like, you know, they, they're, they're here for three days and the cinemas aren't full, you know, and it just seems like a great shame and a great loss, really. Hmm. Um, it wasn't empty today. There was a reasonable crowd in. There was a, the there electric. Was a, there was a reasonable crowd, <coughs> you know. But I mean, there were more people at Robin Hood, well, which is like a big flop that's gotten terrible reviews, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually do think that like critics and podcasters and so on have an obligation to kind of try and bring audiences to the most interesting films, and that I think that that kind of obligation isn't really being met. You know, that kind of, we're all suckered in by, you know, the publicity and whatever, and you must see this. And yeah. yeah, and actually, you know, films like this one are not being sought out. And, you know, if it doesn't have a, 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 a publicity budget behind it, at least kind of filmmakers, sorry, you know, critics and, and podcasters and so on sh- should be saying, look, this is playing, go see it, it's worth your while. Mm. You know, and I think it is. In Birmingham, at the Electric, where we saw it, it's on, um, we're recording this on Tuesday, should have the podcast out on Wednesday, um, it's on 8 o'clock on Wednesday evening, Yes. and uh, 11 in the morning and 5.30 in the evening on Thursday, and that's and that's it, as far as I can tell, for its screenings Yes. Uh, at the Electric, So, yeah. but uh, worth catching, Yes. Um, if, if this is out in time and you hear it. But, yes. um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right, you kind of... I mean, we're not people who kind of get advanced screenings or anything like that. We haven't, uh, we know of it being played anywhere yeah. else. So, kind of by the time that we're able to kind of get this out and encourage people to see it, it's already yes. basically too late. Yes, distributors are very foolish. They should be sending us screeners. Us in particular. <laughs> we're enormously influential. <laughs> Excuse me. But, um, you yeah, know, that's, that's just one of those things, unfortunately. I thought, um, and you may disagree with this, uh, I thought that the... The projection was lovely. The For a change, yes. I mean, I think... Um, I, I, I said before, yeah, we have talked about issues that we have with the electric, but um, I've always said that the upstairs screen of the electric, I like. Okay. It does have a good projection there, and I like the inter- I like how close you are to the screen. It's not a big screen. This is an odd cinema. Um, neither of the screens is very big in t- the actual sort of size of the screen, but the, the fact that you're able to sit so close to the screen in the upstairs cinema... Is good. There is an intimacy in that screening room. Yes. The one downstairs, because you're further away, because there's a there's a kind of stage area, um, is not as good mm. to to watch films in. You do you are further. It is more like watching films on a big telly there. But anyway, upstairs, I like it. Anyway, we're grateful because really this is this has you know the electric has provided an opportunity to see this particular film and it continues to do. Yeah, which you know, the electric for all the kind of criticisms that we have of the place. It is one of the two places in Birmingham, yes. Mainly this and the Mac to see, to see art cinema, yeah. To see foreign movies that aren't going to make it into the cinema world or anywhere else, yes. You know, um, 
Though I want to say a last thing because one of the things that is very, very impressive about this film is, in fact, the performance of the actors. Yes. Kate Blanchett is right. So, you know, one of the directorial <coughs> achievements of this film is, you know, to have all these disparate actors of very different ages and so on, all kind of maintaining a kind of a very similar tone of kind of realist performance, I suppose. So, you know, kind of, they're both very charming, the the, the actors, but also, like, they feel very pure, the performances, really, you know. Um, very naturalistic. Very naturalistic. Uh, and they have great depth and feeling, really, uh, with wit, yeah? So, you know, like, for example, the grandmother has, like, this rascally element. Actually, they all have this rascally element while at the same time giving the impression of, you know, having lived through difficulty, mm. yeah, and kind of and being touched and loving and love. Yeah, so the combination of the rascality and and yet kind of, you know, what you understand as kind of a, a, a pure evocation or, or an evocation of pure emotion that you understand very clearly at each instance, I think is very beautiful in the film. And I think it's interesting that the film... The film kind of it makes kind of overtures, makes implications of um, living through difficulty that it makes them kind of reasonably clear, but doesn't then make victims of the characters through it. The main one being the little girl, um, who uh, you're well aware that her family is uh, being physically abusive to her, and when they go to take her back, kind of they pick her up and they go to take her back the next day, and they hear the family arguing, mm. screaming at each other, and they go, "No, we can't do it," you know. Um, and then later on, you, you realise it's been two months, two months down the line, and they still haven't filed a, a, a missing persons report because they're yes. just not interested. They don't yes. care. So you know you can get the sense of what her family is and the fact that she's so happy to live with with this new family yes. that she's found kind of speaks to that. But it, it never makes a victim of her for that, you know. And um, the implication that when uh, the the son of the family, as it were, um, the dad is breaking into a car to. Uh, to steal a, an expensive bag with the kids. And he says, when you broke into that car that I was in and rescued me, were you just trying to steal stuff as well? Yes. And he says, no, no, I was rescuing you because you were because you were stuck in that car. And it's that thing of, the film is implying that thing of uh, a baby being left in a car on a hot day with the windows up, that sort of thing, and they, you have to break into, because otherwise they die of heat stroke. Yeah. Um, so again, there's there's this... There's this, this implication of familial neglect that yes. the family's rescued them from, yes. um, and then of course they are living through current hardships where they, you know, she, um, the, the mother is not making very much money. They're having to live off the pension. The daughter, quote unquote, daughter is uh, being uh, sort of forced to uh, work in a in a sex club that really doesn't suit her. It's not kind mm. of what she's cut out for, really. Um, to me, the film reminded me very much of you know a Misayako kind of animated film, Miyazaki. Oh, what, Ghibli? Well, things like that, yes, you know, of children who get caught up in these events outside their control, right. you know, and they suffer hardship and they get threatened to be turned into pigs or, <laughs> you know, but they suffer through it silently and, you know, they make their way through it and they forge friendships and then they find the solution. Right, yeah. you know. Well, that that's certainly to me. That's where the kind of that's where the emphasis lies in this is that second half yes. of finding resolution and finding friendships. And so, 
So, so when the little girl first joins the family for dinner, she sort of stood off to the side. Very, she's only five, six years old. Very, very nervous. Doesn't really know where she is, what she's doing. Um, but then she hears, was it a, a, a fried gluten or something like gluten, gluten balls? I can't remember what the dish yeah. is. But, but like she kind of perks up. And, and they notice, and she's like, "Oh, that is, do you like those?" And she she nods, yeah. and so, and and the whole emphasis is on finding finding your place and finding a way to integrate and and learning about your kind of companions and 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 then and kind of about yourself as well, and yes. kind of and, and what you're able to do and who you could be. Like I say, so every every element of hardship is is just background. It's not what these people are kind of, it's not their focus. It's not like, okay, we've all had hard times, we've all had a run, but we are making a life now. Yeah. And that's where the focus is. It's on moving forward always. Yes. You know, getting on with your life. Mm. It's very beautiful. Um, and we highly recommend it. Yeah, I'd say so. And it's playing at the Electric until Thursday. Yeah, um, Thursday evening seems to be the last screening at the Electric. I don't know if it's playing anywhere else, but it's very much... Worth catching there. Yeah. Well, um, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thanks very much for listening. We're eavesdropping at the movies. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud and YouTube, uh, Facebook and Twitter, and uh, eavesdropping at the movies.com. Cheers, then. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>